Are you vanilla or kink curious? Then you will be right at home here on the Discover Your Kinky Self podcast, sponsored by Arouser.com. We give you expert sex advice and opinions related to all things kink, fetish, and beyond. From sexologists to sex chat hosts themselves, we have you covered when it comes to gaining a deeper understanding of what arouses you from experienced adults. If you want to learn better ways to get laid or simply get more sexual pleasure online, sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Discover Your Kinky Self, sponsored by Arouser. I'm your host, Femme Fatale. Today, I'm the Chief Kink Officer for Arouser, and I also handle their PR. And I am interviewing Damien Dykey from Australia, dating coach extraordinaire. Hi, Damien. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. That's a nice intro. I'll take the extraordinaire tagline. Did I pronounce your last name right? Uh, it's. I mean, it's technically Dika. Dika. But, uh, yeah, I knew it. Right. I knew I was pronouncing it wrong, but I just went with it in the moment. All well, good. Thank, all good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I I this you know I, I like talking about this kind of stuff. So this is kind of fun anyway. You know. Yeah, and today's topic for everyone listening is the top three things men need to know about women and kink. So Damien will be providing his expert dating coach. Dating coaching advice on some three actionable things you can do today as a man to better explore your sexuality with women and better explore women's kinks with them. Cool. So, um, look, I'm, I'll just get rolling if, if you you like. I, yeah. You know, I kind of, it was interesting, you know, when I made this list, like, crap, I got to stick to three things I think guys need to know. Um, but I think I've written down three that I think are really critical. Um, the first that I think that a lot of men aren't aware of is that most women that you're going to meet, right? It, wherever that is, with, with some exceptions, most women you're going to meet have unfulfilled kinks that they want to explore at all. In other words, they haven't explored much or explore more and haven't really gone down the rabbit hole enough. Like most women, that like majority. I, I don't have a percentage, but I know when you when you meet the average woman, most people are having very vanilla sex, but actually to, to have vanilla sex to be your only or your primary thing that you enjoy is actually far rarer than having kinks. We know that from lots and lots of research. But we live in a world where, you know, most women are told, uh, and men, that that anything outside of the ordinary is kind of shameful, right? And so we are all, not just the men, and I know many of you watching have that sense of a little bit of a shame thinking about talking about kinks, right? Which is, I think, one of the reasons why arousal can exist, right? Because it, it allows men to start to explore this. But women feel that too. So the women that you're going to interact with in daily life have that same feeling and they're closed off and they keep it sort of locked off behind a wall. So as men, um, we are often expected to be the ones to be the ones to take um, the first steps often, especially around sex. For better or worse, I don't set those rules, but that's the way that we we interact now in the world. Um and so it's really, really important to us to, first of all, realize that women have this, right? Um, and that oftentimes getting your, exploring your kinks is a matter of sharing kinks mutually, one like two directionally with a woman, because they really want that to go as well. And one of the most exciting experiences you can have is when you're both sitting there getting really excited, opening up and sharing about the kinks that you have. But that's really intimidating, right? Okay, so that's the first thing that I want to mention, how critical that is to understand that, because um, 
women need to feel comfortable and safe to start to enter into this realm, just like men do, right? So like we've talked before with Arouser, right? And I thought it was such an interesting idea because I myself have had a lot of shame around kinks as well and sharing them. And women in general need to feel very comfortable and safe to be willing to share that with other people, right? That's a very, like, just like we do, right? And so the women at Arouser would have the same thing of helping the men to feel comfortable and safe. To be willing to share that, that that'd be a huge thing that you guys would need to do. Women yeah. need to feel the same thing. Um, and so, you know, one of the most profound things that guys experience, because a lot of guys have had this experience, and I'll just use it as an example because it can be frustrating if not understood. A lot of guys have this experience where um, they'll date this woman, whoever it is, and, the, you know, they may date for, let's say, a year. Uh, and then they split up and... Three months later, four months later, here she's doing all this wild stuff with XYZ guy. And like, what the hell? Why wouldn't she want to do that wild stuff with me? We were dating for a year. This is so unfair. There's a lot of kind of unfair frustration in that. Uh, But a lot of it is because, you know, you haven't created the environment of, of trust in that. And one of the big pieces to that is... Women are rarely going, and now I say women are rarely, some women are very comfortable with their kink, right? Especially around kink communities and that kind of thing. But I'm talking about the average woman. Um, and generally not going to feel safe to explore kinks that they haven't explored in depth in the past. In other words, the first time is always the hardest to start talking about this stuff with someone who can't share their own. And if you want to allow a woman to start to feel comfortable sharing her kinks with you, or her sexual wants and needs and desires, whatever it is, you need to be someone who's comfortable to talk about them. Because she knows, a woman can feel that. If you're not someone who's comfortable around it, like if the word sex kind of makes you uncomfortable, right? Or, you know, penis or breast, or even these really vanilla words, if that already makes you feel a little bit, I don't know, um, unsure of yourself, then women are going to sense that. And they're not going to feel safe to start to talk about the more in-depth stuff because they don't know that you're equipped to handle it. Right. Or, or to, 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 to respond to it appropriately. And one of the things that you'll find is that if you are someone who owns, who's okay, who's comfortable talking about, um, um, talking about what you want, um, talking about what you need, what your boundaries are, what you'd like from her, um, and being okay for her to share what she wouldn't, wouldn't be comfortable, you know, you exploring that with her. If you can't manage that, she's not going to share her own with you, or it's going to be far less likely that she's going to. Um, and I think, you know, when we first talked, I think this is one of the really cool things about a service like you guys too, is it actually allows you to start to to share that. Because I do a lot of shadow work and shadow work is really sharing the stuff that you don't like about yourself or that you keep covered up. And I think that for a lot of guys, um, a lot of you watching, um, you probably have more kinks or more interesting aspects to your sexuality than you realize right now. Um, and your your enjoyment of the sexual experience is greatly expanded by exploring those. But the only way that you can really explore them is to start expressing them, right? And that starts with talking. And when you do shadow work, what I always say to people is you need to start by talking to people who are, you feel the most safe. Who can you trust the most to share your intimate stuff with? And then tell more and more and more people, right? So with some of my stuff, I start, I talk quite openly now about the things that I'm sexually interested in with friends, right? Stuff I never would have done. Like I'm not being creepy or weird about it. I'm just openly sharing it. I'm creating that dialogue where we can have that conversation. So I'm sharing it with way more people than I ever would. Um, And as a result, I feel much more comfortable. It has no, I don't feel shame and embarrassment, but you've got to start by sharing it. Um, And yeah, I I like the idea because a guy can come in and he can talk to someone and 
someone who is trained to, you know what I mean? That they're not like, um, you guys are, would train women, right? To, to be okay, to receive these, these expressions of what guys are thinking and want and desire and to talk about it. That's critical, right? Because it's 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 akin to telling a therapist about some of your dark stuff, and then yeah. you take the next step, right? To tell yeah, them. which is why a lot of the chat hosts kind of become. We've written a blog on Arouser mm-hmm. about chat hosts becoming men's therapists because it easily yeah. goes from they start out wanting to have a sexual interaction online with an anonymous stranger who's verified as adult and the verified woman that they know they're talking to the person mm-hmm. behind that photograph or that image. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a talk about their shadow selves and what's happening Mm. in their actual lives and what's happening in their relationships or what's not happening in relationships for them. It becomes a lot deeper than just a kinky sexting chat. There's a lot more of a connection that gets formed there because of the way that the website is set up. Yeah. And and I think, and that's, that's, I guess that's what I loved about it because it's, it's a brilliant first step. Um, And, and our kinks, look, I know you know this, but Whatever kinks you have actually tell you a lot about what's happening underneath the hood of how you operate as a human yeah, being in general. Definitely. Very, very, you say it turns into therapy. Yeah. I, I, I once talked to someone who was, that was her profession where she was a sex worker slash therapist is that she used sexual kink to explore people's deeper stuff. Nothing to do with sex. It was amazing. It was an amazing chat, but yes, it, I can imagine how that would quickly transition. So that's that's big, right? You need to find a way to start being okay to talk about your kinks. And once you do that, women will share theirs back. So number one would be get comfortable talking about your kink first before you try to approach a woman talking about kink. Yes. Because you're like fish out of of all water at that point. So you would think number one tip is discussing kink with your friends in a non-sexual way would be a good way to start broaching the subject. Well, so I mean, look, I, I, yeah. I mean, like a ther- someone who's super safe, that's not because or a lot of guys will think, shit, if I tell friends, then the friends are going to make fun of me. Yeah. But a therapist or someone who's isolated from you in that way. Right. So like an example safe. would be a chat host would be a great idea because exactly. it's anonymous, I mean. it's safe, and you can explore that without anyone knowing Correct. ever what Correct. you've done, essentially. And it can happen first in a text message rather than being interfacing with a human in real life, even a phone conversation. You could broach yes. it first with a text, get the comfortability there first, just talking about mm-hmm. your kink, like essentially what you like first before you can before you can get into what anyone else likes. You got to get into what you're into first mm. obviously right yeah yeah cool. exactly exactly and that's that's what i see the value at least to the clients the clients that i work with that i think arouser is pretty cool because i hadn't heard of it before you originally approached me a while back and i love mm-hmm. it um but yes exactly because also even if you are if even if let's say you i see this sometimes men um women respond to how men feel about things that they're sharing right so i'm a dating coach and if i shared a, if i talk to women say oh yeah i'm a i'm a, I'm a yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dating coach and I, I kind of help guys meet women. And in other words, I'm acting kind of ashamed or embarrassed about what yeah. I do. Women will assume I'm doing something that you, I should be ashamed or embarrassed about. Yes. And they'll treat me accordingly. Yes. But I don't do that because I'm very comfortable that I do a good thing in the world. And I never get women judging me harshly for what I do for work when I meet them. It just doesn't happen because they're reading how I feel about what I do. Yes. The same thing occurs here a little bit with kink in that if you're feeling like we can all feel a little bit ashamed, but if you're uh, if you're feeling or behaving shifty because you you're really super uncomfortable with it, it makes it harder for women to, to to engage with you in it or trust it what you're talking about. So it's an interesting thing. So I think that is really important to get comfortable sharing with other people first um, if you feel a lot of shame around it. Yeah. So I think that's really big. The other the other actionable step because um, I know you'd like that for you guys, and I, I love this is 
kink checklists. And a lot of guys may not have heard them. They're, they're, they're a, you know, a thing that exists in the BDSM community, but it's basically a, there's a, a number of forms, but there are a set of uh, kinks, like a whole list of all the different types of kinks. And it's often rated between would never want to try it to would love it and want to do it often, you know, and to like, Never heard of it. I guess I would try to see what it was like, you know, different ratings like that. And you go through all this and you, you check it off, all the different things. And it goes from very mild to kissing to very extreme, like, I don't know, blood sharing, right? So it goes from the very mild to the very extreme. And what you do is you fill that out. And the idea is and is that you share that with someone else and you can see someone else's kink yeah. profile. Yeah. And I have loved doing this with women, uh, you know, in the first month say usually yeah. you know of getting to know them it's such a fun thing because you are sharing that very like it's exciting because you're looking through almost like what could we try together yeah. or you know what are you interested in that i've never yeah. tried but i would totally try without really having fun. the conversation you've both filled yes. out this survey on your own and you're yes. coming together it, basically it's the, lo- the kinky version of love, love language it's the kink test essentially yeah. is what we're talking yeah. about here exactly and it's yeah anyway i found that so fun and like most women are very open to it um, that yeah. I've experienced. Obviously, some won't be, some will be more conservative. That can be a thing. But I don't just throw it at them. I talk to them, I say, you know what I've been doing? This, this kink, it's been so interesting to explore my kinks and blah, 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 blah. And they're often interested. They're like, oh, how interesting. I wonder, you're like, I'll send you the checklist. You can check it out, right? And then they'll do it for themselves. And then I'll say, would you be open to sharing? I reckon it'd be totally fun to, to share that. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a really good way to share it. Um, that's so what that I found be- anyway. Number two, and uh, the number two way they could explore kinks, another great actionable way tip for them. Number two essentially would be taking surveys around kink and then being able to share your results with your potential partner, potential, whatever it may be, whoever you may be pursuing to get their insights on their results as well. To start on some common, to establish common ground, essentially, both of you, without having to have the direct conversation about the awkwardness. It's yeah, a lot less always awkward. awkward. <laughs> to broach the subject is always very awkward when you're starting from nothing and you don't yeah. know what they're into and they don't know what you're into. So to get an idea of what you may be into, taking mm-hmm. surveys is a great way to compare your results because then it gamifies it a little bit more. So it's more fun. It's not so serious of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, what? I would have never thought you were into this and I'm into this. How do these intersect? Can they intersect? Mm-hmm. Are we curious to see if we could explore these topics? Yeah. And that leads to other conversations, obviously, organically, which is what you yes. want. Fun conversations. Like I've had so much fun sitting there going through the list together. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's that's number two, which is, you know, you've got to get comfortable sharing your own. And that's that's the, that's what I advise for it. Yeah. The third big tip um is is really around it applies to kink and it applies to sex, is understanding the underlying power of like imagination, mystery, and 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 power dynamic. Right. Whether you're into BDSM, whether you're into whatever it is, right? Even the most vanilla of sex, imagination, mystery, and power play, even if they're subtle, are are huge, are massive. And and using that is huge. Like a lot of men, when we think of sex, even when you read like FHM, Sex Guides for Men, right? It's always like the special angle you have to have your penis in, or you know what I mean? Like the magical way to go down a woman, and you're like, okay, but so much of what's going on is here. Yeah. And and the dynamic that you've created before any kind of penetration or sexual contact. With yes. Them. Between the ears, not in front of the eyes, first and always. Yeah. It remains there before yeah. and after. Right. And and because so many men have this, uh, I think, an unhealthy 
because it's a healthy concept, but it's, it becomes unhealthy. Need to be the best at sex. It becomes this like yeah. thing that men can become obsessed about, right? Yeah. And, and, and they miss the most important thing that's going to make women remember them is the like how aroused they were before anything happened. Like the, the emotional experience of the whole thing, right? It makes yeah. it fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's the same with dancing too, because I do a lot of salsa dancing. It's the same thing of, I'm not the best salsa or bachata dancer. I can dance both okay. But what I do do is have fun. Right. So even though I'm not amazing, women like like dancing with me because it's still going to be fun. Right. It's engaging. You're engaging. Yeah. You're passionate yes. about it. You like it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it is a similar thing with 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 sex. Is if you you don't have to be someone who can last for six hours without losing an erection. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> not realistic <laughs> for that anyway. anyone. That painful, anyways, but. that's going to hurt after a while. <laughs> That's a different topic, but you get what I mean. These things that that, that a lot of guys hope to achieve, yeah. if you can really use that. So, um, you know, I mean, there's a reason why, for example, blindfolds and handcuffs are like the two most common sex yeah. toys used by couples yeah. because they remove control, which becomes a form of power play, yeah. or they remove sensation, which creates mystery. Right, and everything yeah. becomes happens in the brain. Yeah, there's a reason why these things are used so much. Um, and look, I mean. I'll give an example. I'll give an example of something that I used to, that I still do. Like it's one of, one of my old videos on YouTube too, actually. But I, it's, it's such a great, it's a fun thing that I used to do a lot on, you know, after, after I've started to become sexually intimate with someone, I'll, I'll do relatively soon afterwards, right? And it's an example of how this all plays out, right? And I think the guys will like an example of a, a slight power play thing. So I'll go on a date. And um, on the, I'll have already talked about, by the way, whether, you know, what her thoughts are on, on simple things like handcuffs and stuff like that. I'll have already understand roughly. Because some women really don't like the idea of handcuffs. They're just the idea of losing control is bad for them. Yeah. So then obviously this is no good. But what I'll do is I'll come on a date. We'll have a date, maybe a dinner date or something. And I'll have a tiny little, like a little toolbox with me. And I'll just, like, they don't know that I'm bringing it. I just have it with me at the date and I place it on the table. Clank and it clanks. There's something metal in it for sure. And I place it on the table and it clanks on the table and we're just having dinner. And they look at it. They're like, what is that? I don't worry about that. That's for later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, what is it that? I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll, we're going to have a nice dinner. Don't worry about the toolbox. <laughs> just leave it alone. We're going to sit here. Right? It becomes this whole kind of playful thing, right? And whatever we do, we might then go from the dinner and we'll go have a drink and I'll have this little toolbox with me, right? <laughs> Like a lunchbox size toolbox. Yeah, I'll have yeah. it with me. We'll go to the bar, have the little toolbox with me on the bar top. And the constant, every time I place it down, it clanks, right? They look at it like, what is that? Like, don't worry, you know. And, so, <laughs> and, and, and it's this whole, it's setting up the imagination of that the whole time is what is in that toolbox? What yeah. has it got planned for us? Yeah. That, that's so fun about it, right? And it's not just sexual, it's also fun. So it's, 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 you know, releases tension. Um, but, and then, and then, you know, What's inside the toolbox actually is it's 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 a blindfold, it's some handcuffs, soft handcuffs, and it's it's things like um like some chocolate for smell taste, it's okay. some sensation cloth fabric, feathers, things that you can use. But when someone's blindfolded in the handcuffs, another thing that's in there is um headphones, uh noise canceling headphones with some music that can play. So what you're doing is you're blocking off their ability to touch, to hear, to see, and everything else becomes heightened. Yeah. Right. So again, this whole thing is just about playing sensations, right? It's got the imaginations the whole time she's thinking about it. But by the time that I get her home, and the first thing I do is put on the, the, the blindfold, right? So she doesn't know what's going to happen there, right? For this whole thing. And there's nothing extreme. There's nothing crazy going on. It's just playing gently with her body, letting her smell things, letting her feel sensations, 
She can't hear what's going on. She can't see what's going on. And that's very, most of it is happening here. You know, it's just an mm-hmm. example. And, and that's such a fun experience, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and again, if she's not comfortable, she can say, and you let her go. It's not about actual control, but it's just playing the control card in a really fun, playful way. Um, you know, and that's just an example. And obviously, kink how, goes wait, really Damien, how many dates do you wait to go on before you bring the toolbox out, bro? <laughs> I usually do it. I usually do it after we've, we've, we've been intimate together two or three times. Like I yeah. do early enough, early enough that it's like, wait, how much do I know about this guy? But I think I trust him. Right. But, but late enough that it's not like we haven't even been intimate yet. Oh shit. <laughs> What so you have been able to establish some boundaries around consent and all those yes. things that happened before. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't recommend bringing a toolbox to the first date with them. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be very ambitious and very well because it. I mean, that would that would I think trigger a woman's danger aspect yeah, too much. It would. It would. You for just the want woman. this tiniest sprinkling where she feels safe and. Um, yeah, it's hard to feel. So I think if you haven't, yeah, if you, if I haven't been intimate with her at least once or twice, I definitely wouldn't do it. Yes, for sure. I definitely would not. Yeah, that should be um, a general rule. <laughs> yeah. And as I said, I do always have, again, post-sex, I'm, I still have a conversation about handcuffs and things like this, understanding where she sits on it because- yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the, the, I think one of the early times I tried it, like, like she got really uncomfortable really quickly. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Cool. Like that's not, but yeah. I've learned just check in. Yeah. That's become more commonplace now anyway. But I mean, that's a, that's a thing that I started doing 10 yeah. years ago, 11 years ago, uh, four, 13, yeah. 14 years ago. So we didn't Whoa. think as much about informed consent then as we do now. Right. Yes. The world's changing, but yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so using that is really big and getting good at using that. And, and that applies to all forms of kink right? Not just something really subtle like that. Um, that applies to all forms, right? So being able to play that makes whatever you do better, Yeah. right? For both parties, Yeah. you know? And I think it ties into what's not really a fourth tip, but, you know, is, is linked to this. So it's a sneaky slide in, which is learn to enjoy foreplay. Because I know women always talk about foreplay for themselves, but if you learn to get incredibly good at getting highly aroused without like physical contact, um, like, like just because uh, that's part of how you build it up for a woman, right? Yeah. If you're building up for yourself and you know how to create the tension for yourself, yeah. you know how to create the tension for her. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love foreplay because I love just getting so hyper, like, urgh, like I want it so badly. I like doing that. Even if I'm the one in the control, like yeah. I can only do it well for women because I do it for myself. And foreplay can start with you as a solo person, man, with yourself. Like the only way to please someone else is to, basically what you're saying is the only way to please someone else is to learn how to pleasure yourself like wholly and in a fulfilling fashion before you Mm -hmm. can introduce that stuff in the bedroom with someone else. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then let's break down the la- the top three. I guess there's four <laughs> tips you gave. Can you break them down for us, Damien, for the yeah, round so this episode for our listeners? Yeah, so the one was like most women are going to have unfulfilled wants, like sexual wants, needs, kinks, right? That's a big one to understand. Just like you've got them, almost all women have them because women have their own share of shame around sex. Um, if you're uncomfortable you sharing your own kinks, women aren't going to feel comfortable to share them own, their own. Right, so getting really comfortable with your own, talking about them, um, exploring them, all that kind of stuff. If you aren't comfortable with that, they're not going to be comfortable. Right. Uh, also, they might not feel comfortable with your kinks if you're not comfortable with them. That's another side effect of that. Then the third is using imagination, mystery, and power play as a huge way to enhance the sexual experience. Yeah. 
toolbox is yeah, <laughs> an toolbox. example. You don't have <laughs> to have a toolbox to explore kink with a woman, but it could be helpful yeah. if you want to incorporate it <laughs> yeah. down the line after you've been dating yeah. them for yeah. a little bit of time where you understand boundaries yeah. and consent and have an idea of the things they will like or possibly could like to explore yeah. together. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Awesome. You're so, you're great, man. I love your advice that you give. You're really good at your job. So I really <laughs> appreciate you. you taking the time. Cause like I learned something from listening to you. So I know definitely <laughs> everyone <laughs> listening. I've never heard the toolbox thing ever. And I talk about kink all day, every day. And I've never heard the toolbox thing on a date. I think that's just like such a fun way to be interactive with it and make it again. It should be playful. It's all about play. And play leads to pleasure at the end of the day. It needs to be less serious, yeah. you know, less acrobatic, yeah. less performative. Because mm. like we were talking about those men's magazines and even women's magazines will tell you like these exact angles you need to hit in 55 positions, 10, 10 mm. ways to please your man or 20 <laughs> yeah. ways to please your woman. That's yeah. not, it can't be, it's not so rudimentary, you know, yeah. it's much more abstract than that. Way more. Yeah. And more nuanced as well. Right. There's yeah. a lot more nuance there around sexuality than we give it credit for. It's not always so direct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's like the whole asking your partner what they like instead of trying to guess, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got to start with the conversation, though. The conversation helps first broach all these other subjects later down the line, essentially. Yeah. 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 Getting comfortable talking about sex. Yes. Yeah. Number one. That's the number one tip of the day. Get comfortable talking about it before you try to do it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jamie. Do you want to plug yourself and let people know where to find you? Yeah, I'm um my, my company is School of Attraction. I highly recommend you check out schoolofattraction.com or uh, my YouTube channel, School of Attraction. I got a ton of content there up every week. And yeah, if you like this stuff, you're probably gonna love that stuff as well. You guys will definitely love his stuff. Subscribe to Damien's shows on YouTube. He is great, and I'd love to have you back in the future when yeah, you have more tips to, to share with us. Thank you so much for joining the Discover Your Kinky Self podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. Also, we love getting podcast reviews. Let us know how much you enjoyed yourself today by dropping us a five-star kinky review. We hope you learned something new after spending time with us. And if you want more sex talk, head over to arouser.com. That's spelled A-R-O-U-S-R. See you soon.